with Eileen. I forgot how I start. How do I start? Oh, okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Life and Curly Cues podcast with me, Eileen. Um, today we have another lovely episode with another friend of mine that I actually met when we were at Texas State University back in our younger college days, <laughs> so to say. Um, but I don't know where I was going with that. Um, lost track of my thoughts there. Anyways, I hope everyone is doing all right. And yeah, thank you for joining us for this episode. And let's go ahead and just get right into it. Today's guest is the wonderful Rosa, who, as I mentioned, I met at Texas State University back when we were in college. And we've stayed in contact here and there, just, you know, following each other on social media, social media, social media, (laughs) social media, (laughs) social media. Um, and just, you know, enjoying what, seeing what each other is doing. And so, yeah, I reached out to Rosa to see if she wanted to be a guest on the podcast and here we are. So Rosa, do you want to tell our, the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I was actually really flattered that you asked me to be on this. So thank (laughs) you for that. Um, my name is Rosa, as you said, um, and I am an actor. I live in Los Angeles And um, I've been here for a little bit over a year now. And um, like you said, we've just been keeping up with each other on social media and seeing what like we are up to. And it's been really cool seeing you do all these things um, like your podcast and your YouTube videos and your TikToks and stuff. And I think it's cool now that we have more access to those things because it allows us to keep in touch and also like fully see what each person is into and like kind of like who they really are through the art that they put out. So I think that's been really exciting. That is, that is so true. Like the way you were also just something I've always admired about you is just how you are so like eloquent with your words and such. Oh, thank you. (laughs) That's very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Because you, you put that very well. Like it is, it is cool that we have the technology available to where we can keep up with people, especially like, yeah, we knew each other in person and now you live on the Pacific, yeah, the Pacific coast, the West Mm -hmm. coast. And so being able to have technology to keep up and see how we're doing and just kind of still like what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like still continue- like cheer, yes. cheer each other on type of thing. Mm-hmm. And exactly. Like also like with the things that people are interested in too, because like we met and we hung out a couple of times, but that didn't fully encompass like who you were as a person and who mm-hmm. I was as a person. Like we weren't like best friends to where we would know these things about each other. Yeah. But social media has still like helped us like learn more about each other, even if we're like not super close or live in the same place. Yeah, so true. So true. Well, Rosa, thank you for sharing a little bit about yourself. And I definitely wrote down some questions for later on to ask you about like your job and all that things. Okay, Um, Because I'm just a curious person. But the main question of the podcast, of course, let's go ahead and get on into it. Um, what was a moment where you felt like, okay, this is it. This is adulting. So I think I had two moments and one of them definitely had to come when I 
like decided to move mm-hmm. um, to LA because I think with college, it's like the perfect pocket of time where you get to be sort of an adult, but your parents are still um, like helping you out and like giving you advice and sometimes even financially supporting you a little bit through it. So it's not full adulthood. Um, it's what ideal adulthood would be like, I think. But, truly, truly. <laughs> um, but when I decided to move, I was like, okay, what does this mean? Like, it feels different than going to a college town and moving like some of my stuff there. And I remember thinking like, okay, so is this when I like take my birth certificate? Like, do I take like all my important documents? Like, is this not my house anymore? And it was very confusing um because I was like okay well I'm a person now like I'm an adult yeah but then I realized like no like I'm still gonna go to my parents house like it's okay (laughs) it's fine because it's like I'm not moving into a permanent home yet you know Mm -hmm. still figuring things out and then I think exactly and then I think the other one was when I started like kind of paying for everything on my own So moving out here was really expensive. And for about a month and a half, you know, I was just looking for jobs. And once I got a job, it's still, you know, you still have that time where you're like paying for all the new stuff in your place. Mm -hmm. And like, oh, I got to get car insurance or I got to do this. And you don't really accumulate any money at all. Um, It's money in, money out. But once I started like being able to save a little bit, it was like, okay, like I am financially supporting myself. Like this is what it feels like to be my own person. And so I guess like I kind of tie adulthood to financial independence. And I don't know if that is the case for everyone, but that I guess is how my brain translates (laughs) adulthood. I completely agree with you on that aspect um it's funny you mentioned how like closely drawn it is to just financial stability or just being able to financially like handle your business mm-hmm. um because this i just recorded a podcast episode with a financial coach mm-hmm. that i had met through the podcast world and i had asked her i was like why do you think there's this correlation between a lot of especially like younger people yes for sure our generation definitely yes that adulting revolves around money and she was just like it's all kind of a mentality type of thing but it's also just that's kind of the way it is now like you have to be able to pay for your own things and it is that sense of like it does build your maturity in a way but it Mm -hmm. does show that you can support yourself in a way but it's very funny you mentioned that because I was like I just talked about with someone with talked about that with someone I cannot talk at all (laughs) it's okay (laughs) it's one of those days but I, I just wonder if it also has to do with like our society being like a capitalist society like everything that we do is so tied to money even like our definition of success sometimes like because you you talk about like oh what do you want to do when you grow up and like most of the time when people answer they like list a job they're not like oh well I would like to own this kind of house or Mm -hmm. I would and even that is like a material thing that's so true so it's just I don't know it's a little sad because it's less like oh it's my experience as a person or I became an adult when I don't know I learned to 
communicate better things like that we're all like when I could pay for the electricity in my house (laughs) exactly exactly I mean my moment that I claim is like when I bought my car or when I got my first car so yeah totally and I I feel like it's just that that sense of like in a way the moment of adulting is also kind of just a moment of like one of your first successful like things in life Mm -hmm. I guess to say like when you you made it type of thing yeah 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 thank you for sharing um those two stories Mm -hmm. um I kind of want to ask you based off of that just a little bit on your so the window of like graduating college and then making the move out to LA to like kind of help I mean, you, I feel like you had already kind of started your career, but like to help you fully, like kind of get more into that world. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that big move? Like what were kind of some challenges you faced or what are some things that really went well in regards to like, okay, you graduated so many months, so many years went by and then now you're in LA. Mm-hmm. I graduated in 2019 in May. And then I knew that I wanted to spend time with my family for a little bit before moving just because, you know, I was in college for five years and I was about to move across the country. So I wanted (laughs) to spend more time with them. So I was there until I moved on September. And the whole time I didn't, I wasn't really like saving a lot of money or like doing that thing that people like to plan in order to make a big move. Uh I've never really functioned that way. And I probably like should because that (laughs) seems like the smart way to do it. But I have been blessed that my parents have been super supportive and encouraging and have helped me out. So I um, like it was kind of hard to find a job too for like two months and then be like, well, I'm leaving and like no job really wants to take you like that. Um, so I just enjoyed the time with my family and like figured out how I was going to get my car to LA because I did not want to drive. <laughs> so I shipped my car, which I highly recommend if you're really, yes, it is so nice. That is one of the things that definitely went well. Huh. So it, it was so easy. Like you just set up the date, they come and pick it up and some places let you pack up your car. So it's great. Cause you don't have to like move or hire like u-haul or anything like that especially if you're moving with minimal things and then just buying the rest of the stuff like a bed frame and stuff Mm -hmm. and so yeah so I shipped my car and then I bought my ticket for like one or two days after that um left and then I got here and my car got here like a day or two later and then just started the process of like moving in going to buy the things that I needed And I think I didn't really like have a plan with my career. It's kind of hard to have a linear Mm -hmm. way to get to like the end goal. So it's just kind of a lot of trial and errors. And that's still what I'm doing now. It's just kind of submitting myself for projects, hoping someone will be interested and, (laughs) and then just (laughs) wishing for the best. Um, And it's the first year was really, really hard. 
I think, I don't know if you can relate to this or how you felt your first year after college, but college is so fun because you're surrounded by the same age group. You're in this tiny town where it seems like it's all about you. Yeah, it's a little bubble. Yes, it's perfect. And like San Marcos specifically is so nice because it's like a small town, but it doesn't feel like in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And you have Austin, San Antonio, all those areas. And you just get to do fun things with your friends and you go to class for something that you hopefully love. And it's just like such a nice time and you have all this support and community. And then when you enter adulthood, to tie it back to the... (laughs) When you enter adulthood, you just don't realize how much support you had that now you don't. Like it's not so easy to find friends. It's not so easy to make community. Like it takes a lot of work to get to know people. And I started working at Best Buy and I always thought I wanted to work there. And then (laughs) I did. And I definitely did not enjoy it. (laughs) That's such a a unique like dream for someone to have. Like, I want to work at Best Buy. I I know. And I think that is such a strange thing now in retrospect, but I (laughs) like that is where I want to work (laughs) like I went in person and I was like I'm really interested in working here and then they were like okay and so I got the job and they put me in the computer department which I know nothing about and it was just sales as is most retail Mm -hmm. um and it just was very draining because I just felt like my life wasn't leading or like helping me get to like even happiness because there's you can you know make money and like be able to support yourself but if you're not like getting any closer exactly if you don't like the journey and like I said before you know like the goal for me like is kind of hard to reach and it's like what does it even mean to be a successful actor or whatever like if it's going to be really difficult to get there, then the least I can do is find a job that I enjoy. And like Best Buy wasn't it. Mm. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you had the same experience like post-grad of feeling like, oh, what it, how, what am I doing? I definitely did have that similar type of experience because I, um, so we met through a mutual friend through mm-hmm. Madison. And so I was so close with like Madison, Leticia and, um, and Ashley. And yeah, it was just that small community, that small bubble that you see every day, you talk to every day, you have classes with them and it's Mm kind of just your world. And then to go from that and instantly, because I think I moved out like that weekend that I had graduated. Oh my God. It was so fast. Yeah. I had been living in a dorm for four years and then the weekend I graduate is also the weekend I'm moving out of said dorm and coming back home, which I guess for me, luckily home was was right here in San Antonio. So I was still kind of in that realm. And Mm then um, it kind of, it hit me more when I realized that the friends I had in San Marcos either were staying in San Marcos or dispersing to start their lives or go back to their uh, families yeah it busts that bubble that you're talking yeah yeah because I it was especially 
it helped that I had a job right away that started right after graduation. It was a temporary job. So I was distracted by that. But realizing that my best friends had gone back to Dallas and I was in San Antonio and now we're not just like five minutes apart. We're four hours apart. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's just realizing like, I can't just drive down to Bobcat Village and visit all my friends over there. Yes. It was situation. And then once I ended that seasonal job I had for that summer and those like three-ish months I was looking for a job until I got the one I have now, I was just like, I don't know what to do. I'm back in my like quote unquote hometown mm-hmm. and even like there's still some people here from high school, but I was the person that didn't really stay in contact with high school friends. Me either. I have like one high school friend. Yeah. I had, yeah, I had one high school friend that I stayed in contact that was still living. Well, not even when I came back, she was in New Mexico. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Exactly. Mine lives in New York. So it wasn't even like helpful at all. Yeah. And then like recently she moved back, she had finished school and then she moved back and now she lives in Hutto. So now we're closer, but still far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is that sense of like, you went from having so many people realizing how much help and support you had. And then now it's not, now it's not just them and your family. Now it's just your family. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Did you have the feeling of, well, I don't know how close you are with your family. I consider myself the closest with my parents. I'm an only child. So we've always had um, like a little bit of a different relationship, I guess, than Mm -hmm. other people with their parents. Because my parents are sort of like have always been my best friends in Mm -hmm. that, you know, they treated me like an adult. um, And like we'd always sit at the dinner table and like have conversations and things like that. So um, they know me well, you know, but still you become a different person in college and you don't share everything necessarily. And then with extended family, it's even less. And like with my career being an actor and pursuing theater or whatever, that doesn't really mean anything to my family. They're just like, okay, so, so you're going to be unemployed (laughs) and just like things like that. And like, did you feel like college was fake like it didn't even happen because then suddenly you were in your like childhood home again and people don't really know how to treat you as an adult which you are at that point right you think to yourself okay Mm -hmm. I have a degree I am 23 24 like I have grown and I've experienced things you guys have no idea about but they still talk to you like (laughs) I don't know like they did every Sunday for the last 15 or 20 years yeah, I I definitely experienced that because so when I graduated, I was basically I had just turned 21 in a way because I my birthday is at the end of the year and I turned 21 mm-hmm. my last semester. And so it was weird. The fact that I had made it to this like legal age, like, woo, you are really in there adulting now age wise to just come back to my childhood home that's like decked out and like wall yes yes not where oh I'm God, at the right decorations. now <laughs> yeah not where I'm not right now but my room is right across the hall and so just to be in there and every to go because I would keep my dorm room dorm room like so nice and like uh-huh grew up with me and then to just come back to like the memorial or the museum of Eileen yes like all these old pictures and stuff like that definitely took me back and then even 
even going out, I felt like I went back to my high school self of like, do I need to tell them that I'm leaving? Do I need to like, I'll be home at this time type of situation? Yes, exactly. (laughs) It's just like, how do I go back to respecting your house and your rules, but also kind of guiding you to treat me more like a real person, which is what I am now. Yeah. And then especially during that time of like me job hunting, they were very supportive and like trying to send me also applications to apply for and all that stuff. But it was weird. So I have two younger brothers. And when I came moved back home after college, I the middle child was still in college. So he wasn't here. Mm -hmm. But then the youngest was still in high school. And so it was like me, a graduated college kid living at home with my parents and then my youngest brother who was still in high school yeah that's strange oh my god what was that dynamic like it was I one and to this day because I'm still I haven't moved out yet but to this day I loved the aspect of being able to kind of move back in and build more of the relationship with my youngest brother uh-huh. because me and him are six years apart so we were very oh, okay. at very different ages age, age Mm -hmm. development stuff and so it was nice to come back home and kind of like re-get to know him in a way Mm -hmm. and he also had changed like how we're talking about like he became a different person and had different interests and lived life and Mm -hmm. you were like tied up in college so of course like you didn't have as much connection to each other yeah so being able to just kind of re-establish that relationship with him was very I think beneficial to like Mm -hmm. where we are today Um, because it was always I was closer to the middle brother because me and him were so much closer in age we were only two years apart Mm -hmm. and then it was kind of that time that I needed with my youngest brother to help build that so that was nice Um, but it was just still weird because then I'd be like well it's a school night for him is it okay right type of situation like what's happening here Um, but yeah, it was definitely a weird feeling, especially going from, yeah, that bubble to being like, oh, wait, we have to like actually follow rules again, but also like, hey, I'm grown up here. Exactly. You can't just be like, okay, well, I know it's 2 a.m., but I suddenly want water burgers, (laughs) so I'm going to go like, and there's no one to see me and be like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Yeah definitely definitely and especially now it um my the youngest brother is now in college he's on his sophomore year um and now he's at home because of covid Mm -hmm. and it's it's interesting to see how he went from his freshman year living on campus like having all the freedom and then he hasn't even graduated and now he's like back home so seeing Mm -hmm. the dynamic I went through when I graduated kind of seeing him go through that while he's still in school is like a really odd thing to think about because yeah I wish you were experiencing college but I know I feel coronavirus yes I feel so bad for everyone who's in college right now like at any stage Mm -hmm. but like definitely like freshmen who like had just gotten to experience like their first year or who were going into their first year to have this be like the greeting to it like that sucks or seniors who are like graduating and just like getting robbed of so many opportunities because college really is like so fun and such a learning experience 
And it's so unfortunate, like this thing that we would never imagine. Like if someone told me what the pandemic was going to be like and what was going to happen, like I would be like, that's not true. What the heck? (laughs) That is not real life. And yet here we are and it's our reality. It's crazy. It's so crazy to think about. Like I just, I don't, I was uh, English. I was editing Mm -hmm. um, my vlog that I had created from my birthday trip back in December because I'm a procrastinator and lazy and still have not posted it. But I was editing it and I went for New Year's for my birthday and for New Year's. And one scene, I'm like ending the vlog and I'm like, happy new year. I hope 2020 is as amazing as you guys. And I'm like, oh no, if only you knew what was coming in the next month. No one had any idea when they like were eating, you know, the grapes, which is the Mexican thing to do. Yes. Or like, you know. When you were making the 12 wishes for your 12 yes. grapes. Like, no, one, <laughs> no one wished like, I hope we don't hit a global pandemic. <laughs> Someone should have oh my goodness like oh man it's just yeah it's odd and then even when it was first starting out like back in March yeah Mm -hmm. back in March like especially during that spring break so my youngest brother it was his freshman year he went to South Padre for spring break uh and so spring break was when it was like coming to light that there was this thing and he was in South Padre while we were watching the news like oh my gosh he's gonna come back with the virus like yes did he oh he did not but I kid you not Rosa he walked in that door that Friday when like almost basically everything started to shut down Uh I took the Lysol spray and I just hosed his suitcase down I hosed him down I was like I am blessing you with the holy spirit of sanitizer yeah before you walk in well and South Padre in general is just a little grimy yeah a little gross so yeah it's just not good but yeah it was it's weird to look back at the fact that that was this year first of all Mm -hmm. and then also just to look back at how we were acting in certain situations during that like time period where things were starting to shut down because I remember being um in the hospital for something and there were talks of covid and like people were slowly starting to like take the precautions but we were in the hospital and we it was just kind of a joke mm-hmm. in the hospital yeah. like oh they're coughing oh should we get a mask like type of thing but now it's like, i know oh, and then when we were told that we didn't need masks and then it was like just kidding yeah you do you've needed <laughs> yeah. masks this whole time <laughs> yeah. it's like okay great thank you guys <laughs> yeah it's it's odd um but enough on the covid tangent yes 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 <laughs> or else we will stay here for the rest of we the will year. stay here forever um okay so i had a question um because so you are an actress mm-hmm. actor act, act i mean what would I, you prefer i wanted to make actor be a thing but it's okay fine. actress, actress as no well. i love just having like actor be Great. So I'm an actor. Thing. Okay. So you're an actor. What drew you to acting? Because I know you you went to college for it. Like you got your degree in theater. So mm-hmm. what really drew you to that passion? So funny um, little story. So I <laughs> I actually didn't do theater until I was in eighth grade. Oh. I um, was in love with this girl and she did theater. And I was like, oh, 
I too have an interest in theater now. <laughs> and I wasn't even out at the time. I came out like in college way later, but you know, I was in love with the first girl I ever fell in love with. And so then I was like, oh, like, I actually like this though. This is fun. And I started to like realize like that I enjoyed, you know, like inhabiting other characters and things like that. And then I went to a performing arts high school that she also happened to be going to. <laughs> and then um, like ended up going to college for it because actually the college I ended up applying to, she was the one who told me about it. Mm. And at this point I wasn't in love with her anymore or anything, but <laughs> I didn't know enough about like acting and that kind of training besides what I learned in high school. And all the people there wanted to go to like NYU and USC and things like that. And those places were really expensive and I knew I couldn't afford that even though I did I did want to leave Texas so badly but now I'm glad I did same I wanted to leave Texas for college so badly too and also yeah I think that's all always a childhood dream like if you if you live in (laughs) Texas you're like I would like to go now to a cool New York college or something (laughs) or whatever but anyway, so I couldn't afford any of that. And she told me about Texas State because they had a really good program for what she was doing. And I was like, oh, oh, they have an acting program. Maybe I'll go there. And I auditioned and I didn't get in because I was like really bad at the time. <laughs> and I was so nervous and not ready for, you know, the college audition process or whatever. And then, yeah, and then I ended up re-auditioning, got in and I've been training. And I think I've always enjoyed watching tv a lot tv more than movies like i love tv (laughs) shows um because they're longer and you have more time with the characters and i always enjoyed i guess having attention when i was a child because my mom was a teacher so she would like (laughs) make me recite poetry and things like that and (laughs) be in like the little um school independence day celebration things like that Um, so that's where the love for like performing probably like started, but I just didn't realize it until I was like, I'm in love with this girl. Oh wait, I actually like the thing that she does too. And then, yeah, that's how it all. I love that start. Like that start just sounds like (laughs) the, the plot line of a movie, like a romantic comedy, just like. (laughs) The, per- the person falls in love with this person, decides to do the activity. Yes, that's like High School Musical. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. I was just thinking, I was like, who did that? Troy Bolton. Troy Bolton. That. I am actually Troy Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> Except I never did musicals and I will never. I would love to, but I cannot sing and I cannot dance, unfortunately. <laughs> do you have like a favorite, I guess on the terms of musical, do you have a favorite musical that you've like... I don't know enough about musicals to like make this really cool opinion. And like anyone who knows musical theater would probably roll their eyes. Um, But (laughs) I, I actually really like Rent and I know a lot of people don't. I like it too. And I also am not a musical theater type person, but I do enjoy watching them. (laughs) A a, a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode, we're not musical theater (laughs) experts, (laughs) but yes, Rent is fun and I like it. And yeah. um, what other ones? Oh, the, the musicals I've seen mainly have been that were the ones that were done at Texas State. And oh, yeah. So I really enjoyed um, like Rent, Rent at Texas 
State was good. I yeah. liked the movie. I love the movie, and that's where I fell in love with it. It was one of the two movies that my drama teacher in eighth grade would show us over and over again. So that's where <laughs> I liked Rent. And then Ragtime was really good. I don't know if you got to see that. I, I didn't get to see that one. I think at Texas State, I only got to see Rent, um, Putnam County Spelling oh. Yes, Spelling Bee was so good yeah, too. That one was good. I think I saw one more, but I don't remember what it was called. But I know for sure I saw those two because I saw those with um, the Honors College when I was living over there. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I remember that. I just think that musicals are like super cool because it it's even more magic. It's like what you think of movie magic, but like in live theater. Right. Yeah. And like, it's just exciting, I think. Yeah. Do you have a, um, so have you had any, cause you've had a couple of roles or mm-hmm. a few, mm-hmm. a, a few roles. Um, have you had any roles or acting jobs that have kind of made you think about like your own life and inspired like a change for you to kind of do in your own life? Yeah. Um, I was in a show in Austin where I played this like high school girl who like wants to go to college and works really hard um, at like school and like does soccer and like all she wants is like her parents to pay attention to her and she has two other sisters and she's a middle child and I don't have siblings but like that role was one important to me because it wasn't tied to my ethnicity which being a person of color in the arts is hard because you often get tokenized, which is very unfortunate. And it's not as easy to just be an actor, right? Because they look at you and they're like, oh, that is a woman of color who also acts. And it's- Yeah, they look at you as the diversity aspect of- Exactly, which is a whole, that's a whole nother other podcast. (laughs) um, So it was exciting because I got cast as just a person and just this high school girl and who like at the heart of everything just wanted to make her parents proud and succeed and you know make her dreams like come true and I think I've always like above everything wanted to make my parents proud that's always like the main goal for me so that role was like really um important because my parents like came to Austin to see it and they like cried like from seeing me do like this role that like you know it's all about like just wanting pride from like your parents so that was really cool and I think not necessarily a role but just seeing the outcries of the Latino community to diversify Hollywood and the film industry has made me also like look within myself and the fact that for so long I've tried to distance myself from my culture as much as I could so that I could get cast and so that I could be more like accessible and like, you know, having so much racism within myself toward myself, which is, I don't know if you like had something like similar happen to you or if that's, I I don't know if it's a universal experience or not, but for me, like being born in Mexico, growing up here in America, and then realizing that the like what makes me me culturally isn't what sells and isn't what people love. 
like it caused a lot of trauma for me. And so I think just this summer seeing so much celebration of diversity and who you are and what makes you unique has um, been helping me in that journey too. Cause there's a lot of healing that I need to do um, with myself and like a lot of reconciliation with my culture. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's no. been, what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, I totally feel you on that. Um, so with me, when I was younger or when I, in moments when I'm like by myself and not really surrounded by family, no one ever like believed I was Latina. Mm-hmm. And so I, never experienced anything because no one thought I was Latina Uh uh, for the longest time unless I was with my family and then be like oh yeah she's yes Uh my dogs Um. (laughs) we love them they're here (laughs) Um, so it's always I've always heard what other people in the Latino community have gone through and and seen what other people in the Latino community have gone through but I personally have I've been blessed with the fact that it, I haven't seen a lot of it towards me. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's lately that I've been more open about like, yes, I'm Latina. Like I'm this, this is me. Mm-hmm. And also, as you said, like embracing more of my culture and kind of yes. known out there that that is my culture type of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, just because yeah, on my end, like no one believes I'm, fluent in Spanish right <laughs> believes I'm 100% Puerto Rican I may not have been born over there uh-huh. but both of my parents were born and raised over there so that means all my blood comes from Puerto Rico yes 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 <laughs> and I'm, like to have that denial of like who you are and who mm-hmm. like the truth that you know about yourself like I'm sure that's a whole different aspect yeah. of that yeah totally um Good, good, beautiful answer. Just <laughs> pause everywhere. Um, I have a few more questions for you. Okay, mm-hmm. so is there something you wish you could have known before just, I don't even know where I want to go with this question, but is there something you wish you could have known before doing something in your life? So I guess something you wish you could have known about acting or something you wish you could have known about making the big move beforehand or something that you know now that you're like that would have been nice to know before I did the thing Mm -hmm. I think definitely it would be helpful if there had been more information about what it's like immediately post-college so that like because I fell into a very very hard depression about my life um after not having that like what I talked about the community and the Mm -hmm. support and being in that bubble of college. So I wish I'd known how hard it was and what it was going to feel like. Cause in a way it was like the pain was as intense as if you were mourning something. And in a way you, you are when you graduate and no one talks about it that way, but Mm -hmm. that is what it is. You're like mourning this life. You can't ever go back to. Yeah. Cause you're never going to be that age again. And you're never going to be, experiencing the same things again or being that same person really like you have other responsibilities to take care of so I wish I knew a little bit more about that I think yeah I feel like that's something at least I also wish I would have known like just the funk that 
mm-hmm. not being there would have been, yeah, to kind of prep me for it. Like exactly, you're gonna be okay. You're gonna find something. It's gonna take you a while to find it, <laughs> and that's okay. And if you cry every day for a week, that's also okay. That's okay. It's normal. <laughs> If you force yourself to watch Netflix movies that are sad, that's okay. That's okay, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, one more question about acting, and then I'm going to go into um, your other things you dabble in. Mm-hmm. So what would you describe your dream role as? Like if you could create the role or if like a famous like a director you idolize could create a role like what would your dream role be mm, okay well I love like seeing badass women doing like action things I'm not very good okay. at it but I'd love to like <laughs> have some sort of action thing in whatever this project is but then I also really love the complexity of just being a person so not even like it doesn't have to be this like huge story of like this superhero or anything like that, but just like, like what it's like to be so sad because you don't like your job and what it's like to overcome that like pain and keep going. And like, just like a really super real character, but somehow they end up in an action sequence and it makes sense within the project (laughs) and it's all okay. Um, So something like that. Cause I think I also want to create art for the Latinx community that reflects my truth as Mm -hmm. a Latinx person, which is I'm just this girl who went to college and who's an actor and who loves her parents and like loves watching cooking shows and (laughs) things like that. Like I'm like so different from most of the representation that exists Mm -hmm. in media right now of what a Latinx woman is, you know, like there's so many like definitions of it. Like we're all completely different people so I would want something that reflects like me and my experience but also I get to jump around and be (laughs) I think that's a great combination and I I look forward to the day when that will happen because that's gonna be a great role I agree (laughs) dream role (laughs) yes there we go okay so you also like on your website it's listed and also you just talk about it um on social media but you also love to do photography you love to write and you're also an artist like you are doing these amazing loteria paintings and i'm just like boom what but um tell us a little bit about like your dogs i swear <laughs> Tell us a little bit about kind of your other endeavors in regards to like photography, writing, and being an artist. Yeah, so photography started in college, tied along with acting because um, people needed headshots. And I was like, hey, like I have a camera and I, if I work at it, you know, I'll become better. And I started taking pride in like my headshots. And I think headshots are a super personal thing for every actor because you want it to be who you really are, but you also want to feel pretty and like look good and confident. And I think that I, by the end of like my senior year, I really had created this like little business for myself where like people knew about me and they liked their photos. And it was always so exciting to like send them back to the person and like see the joy of them seeing themselves and being like, yes, I look good. And it's like, yes, girl, you do. Like, (laughs) And also like serving the purpose that it was meant to. Um, 
so mainly I do like headshots and portraits. I'm not very good with like cool like lifestyle stuff that I haven't worked enough on that, but definitely something I'm interested in. I'd love to take an actual photography course because everything that I learned um, was from experience and like looking things up. And I think a lot of photography is that, but it's still like I as a learner <laughs> would like to feel like I have like training yeah you know? something to kind of give you a little more credentials exactly yeah and then writing happened because of um like the pandemic my girlfriend and I we quarantined together at her home and we started reading this book out loud to each other and it was a book of essays by Zadie Smith it's called feel free highly recommend and it was just like her opinions on things. <laughs> and it was so entertaining to read and to read out loud, especially because then it was just like, oh, like I have opinions about things too. Like mm. I'm sure sort of like how this podcast probably started for you a little bit. Like it's yeah. always fun. And then when you connect with someone else, it's like, oh, I felt that too. And so with essays, I was just like thinking about the content that I'd like to read. So like talking about like, adulthood and what it's like after college and things like that and I was like well maybe someone out there like might read it one day and it might help them and like writing is also a way of healing and um, growing and processing so that is what I like to write about and how it helps me um, go through life and then painting I really also just started during quarantine <laughs> um, it was just like a fun thing for me to do it, it also I started when I first moved here because I just had this like impulse to go get paper and just paint and like give myself a joy when mm -hmm. everything seemed like it wasn't going the right way and then <clears throat> I didn't expect it to be good because I have no training either <laughs> And I liked how it looked and it made me happy and it was fun. And so then I just started doing it and my friends encouraged me to try and like do it um, for other people and like to sell things. And so that was nice. And it's, it's super cool to have someone be like, Hey, I would like you to paint something for me. Yeah. Like, it's like, I see value in your art and that is the coolest feeling. Mm -hmm. Especially in like, dark times or just like times where you need a little pick me up just having oops, just having that kind of out there like someone appreciates the work I'm doing mm -hmm. to the point where they would be open to buying said thing yes they exactly yeah, like you said they value it so much and it's not even about the money which was a huge realization for me that <clears throat> when you make money regardless of where you make it so be it Best Buy or you know <laughs> making art that money is going to go to living life anyway right so it's either you're going to pay your phone bill or you're going to go buy food or you're going to treat yourself to something nice so like truly if you don't enjoy what you do to earn that money then what are you really doing it for because that money is going to go that money it's not like oh this is my art money so it's special and I won't use it or it's my art money. So it feels better to spend. Like, mm -hmm. it's not how it works. It's the process of painting makes me happy and someone bought it. And that's really cool. Cause now it's in their house. That's yeah. what the joy is. Yeah. A piece of you is there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Um, thank you for sharing all your amazing stories and responses. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have any questions for me before we move to our final section of the podcast, the mug of questions? Um, I think like you do a lot of things. Which one of the things that you do, do you feel um, the most happy to like dive into like do you like creating video content and editing it or do you like only filming it do you feel more comfortable with just podcasting like what is it that makes you the happiest Ooh, that's a good question I think at the moment or not at the moment but I think in general the idea of in regards to like all this technology stuff that I do um I think creating content and editing the content so yeah the videos filming the videos and like editing them together because I also do that for my um for the school I work at oh okay and so I think that is what brings me the most joy um podcasting I'm learning to like fall in love with it again because mm-hmm. when I first started, that was like my passion project. Like I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. I wanted an outlet to talk. Um, and then I just kept going on a roller coaster ride of like, do a few episodes here, lose motivation, don't do episodes, yeah. do a few episodes. So I'm like getting back into the rhythm of it. Mm-hmm. But I would definitely have to say, yeah, the my favorite one is just like filming content or capturing content and then mm-hmm. editing said content. And you do um, like editing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. And I mean, I'm a basic editor. Like I just use iMovie to edit things. So do I, girl. <laughs> it's all good. There's no shame. But like Canva that I was introduced to back in college with um, being an RA and using mm-hmm. that to like make flyers and stuff. I've learned a lot about Canva and ways to use it to my benefit, especially in editing videos because oh, okay. I can make like the slides on the Canva and then just download them and upload them to iMovie. So I'm learning new gotcha. aspects, which is what makes it more interesting and more fun for me That's in regards cool. to editing. I love that. I like the idea of filming things, but I hate editing. Oh. So I can't relate to the love <laughs> of that, but that's cool. That's like, I love that you love that because it I'm sure makes it even more like exciting to like delve into a project it sure does especially like at at the school that I work at um because the kids are so little and so when I record content it's just content of children doing Mm -hmm. things and so when I'm editing it just also just brings me joy the the stuff that I'm seeing when I'm editing because it's like this cute little kid just running (laughs) around the field this little kid painting this they're just being silly yeah just being being silly Yeah, it takes me to a happy place because even editing my vlogs from like trips that I go on, I'm I'm reliving those moments. Yeah, that's true. And getting to choose what I share, what I don't share. If I Mm -hmm. see something that I'm like, whoa, I really said like something that's very personal that I felt so comfortable in the moment just saying it out loud. But then when I rewatch it, I'm like, that was maybe a little too much. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) Maybe I'll just like cut that little bit out. Yeah. (laughs) Gotcha. But yeah, so that's the part of all of this that makes me happy and just trying to refall back in love with the podcasting mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. Gotcha. All right.
right. Well, if you don't have any more questions, time for the mug. A mug, I hear. <laughs> it is the mug of questions. I'm over almost it, or I'm a, over a year old of a podcast, and I still don't have an official song. But one day we will. Until nope. now, you just get these makeshift songs. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rosa, pick a number between one and four. Two. Okay. One. Two. All right. Here we go. Rosa, your question is dun, dun, dun. a night out or a night in? Definitely a night in. Okay. What would you do in your night in? I would either order pizza because to me, ordering pizza is a big deal. I don't normally get pizza (laughs) delivered to me. And so to me, it would be like, we're doing a night in. Yes, let's order pizza or like go out and like buy a food that I really like. And then either watch a movie or like just do something that I enjoy, like watching YouTube videos. I could watch YouTube forever. Um, Girl, same. It just makes me happy. It makes me feel like I'm with people a little more than a show does. Um, (laughs) So yeah, so just like food, um, watching something and that's pretty much it. Like I'm not a, I don't need big bells and whistles. Just, just simple stuff. I mean, yeah, that's like the best night right there, basically. I agree. Yeah. I would add ice cream to that night and then... Oh yes, 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 yes. Sold. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, my question is: There are people in my house right now. I hear people. <laughs> Maybe there's a party for you downstairs. I mean, I don't know, but that would probably explain <laughs> why my dogs were barking earlier. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> Um, okay, my question is fall, winter, spring, or summer? Um, so my favorite season is the winter season, um, mm-hmm. mainly for two reasons. One, my birthday is in the winter season, but also I grew up on the east, northeast side of the states. And so I would get actual winters. Oh, okay. And the snow is an aspect of winter that I love so much, which was kind of the reasoning behind me going to Canada this past birthday was so I could experience uh snow. That makes sense. And like not Texas fake snow, like actual snow. Exactly. (laughs) Everything is bigger in Texas except snow. Yes, except (laughs) snow, except the winter season. Yes, true. (laughs) So definitely, yeah, winter is my favorite. Uh, Fall is a good second because it's starting to get coolish and the colors are changing. Of course, not in Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I base all of this on my childhood. (laughs) Yes, and that's okay. (laughs) And that is life. Yes. (laughs) And then spring and then summer is the very last one. I do enjoy the swimming part of summer, but that's about it. I don't think anyone who lives in Texas enjoys the summer. It's too I mean, hot. True. We don't actually get to enjoy the summer. We don't. It's too hard to live outside then. Yeah, no. Right now, so I went to Chicago a couple summers ago for a conference, and it was August, like beginning of August. And beginning of August in Texas is like 100, <laughs> like heat wave, like all the 
you don't want to go outside. Mm -hmm. But Rosa, when I went to Chicago, it felt so beautiful. The high was like 70 degrees. There was a breeze blowing through. I wasn't sweating and glistening like Edward Cullen. Like it was just beautiful. And I was like, if I lived in a place where this was my summer, then I'd enjoy summer. Exactly. (laughs) That sounds like a dream, Mm -hmm. actually being able to enjoy the outdoors. Yes. Yeah. And I bet like in LA, I guess, yeah, you experienced the summer, I guess, in quarantine, but I heard like it's hot, extremely hot over there too, isn't it? Yeah. No, I always heard about LA weather being great, always being a solid like 70 something hoodie left and right, you know, because that's the kind of weather it was. And then I moved here and it's like, I brought Texas with (laughs) like, it has been it was 117 degrees like a a month or so ago. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Like I want to like enjoy the beach and I want to walk to work and not be sweaty by the time I get there. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's just been so bad, but you know, climate change is real. Everybody. Yes, it is. It is is listen to the science it's real it's out there everything's happening because Please of us. Go vote. everyone go vote i know by the time this episode comes out um election day will have already happened so oh god i hope everything's okay oh, i hope everything Rosa. is okay by the time people are listening to this and i hope you all who are listening voted yes and if you didn't I hope you feel bad unless you can't vote in which case that's okay and you are forgiven yes but if you voted if you did not vote and this and an outcome happened that I mean no matter what no matter what the outcome is everything's just gonna like be wild I think correct I agree I agree so I just want the people who didn't vote that were able to vote to know they did that (laughs) exactly exactly they did that but yeah so that's that's a whole nother discussion um okay last question for you one through four one okay where are you at paper okay your question is oh how are you today rosa (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that mug said but how are you really yeah (laughs) I am I'm good today I think I've enjoyed a restful day off that's good gonna work out in a little bit um I'm good yeah I'm feeling good today today's a solid on a scale of one to ten I would say today's a good seven okay that's good exactly 70 percent is still passing yes it is (laughs) but yeah it's funny. I just added that question today. And every time I add a question on the day of a podcast episode recording, that question gets pulled somehow. That's good. That means it keeps things new and fresh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. My final question is my favorite throwback decade. Ooh. Interesting. Um, is it too cliche to just say the 90s? Because I mean, I like grew up in the deck in that decade. I don't but, think so. I think but, it's good. But also, I kind of like vibe with the whole look of like the what decade was that? Do, 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 do. The eight was it the 80s? Maybe it was like the 
80s slash 90s like the late 80s when mm-hmm. it was like people it's all in relation to my curly hair because mm-hmm. there was a decade where like people embraced the curly hair and people yes. really wanted the curly hair mm-hmm. and I feel like that decade would have really helped with my learning to love my curly hair and not straighten it every year uh-huh and so I think whatever decade that was yeah when they had the big curly hair I would probably want like that one but definitely like the 90s because I mean that's when I was born so obviously it was the best time yeah I didn't realize you were like you had to have a hair like journey that's so cool and that like that's amazing that you did because now literally everything that you do the content is curly like curly yeah Yeah, it really stemmed from me like learning to love my hair because all throughout like middle school and high school every winter especially once I moved down to Texas every winter I would straighten my hair Mm -hmm. just because I wanted it straight and then um in Texas it's only reasonable to do it in the winter because by the time I step out of the house any other time of the year it would be curly again yes and so yeah I all those years I was just like I love my hair straight I wish I had hair straight and then I think by sophomore year of college I started like not straightening it as much and then just started to kind of change the products I use in my hair Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And then I just started to realize, like, I loved it. And I have not actually straightened my hair since, I think, sophomore year of college. Like, I've just learned to embrace it and love it. And, yeah, now it's my brand and it Yay. is what it is now. We love self-love. Yes. We That's need amazing. it. We do. Yes. Well, Rosa, that brings us to the end of the podcast because those are all the mug of questions for today. I appreciate you having me here. It's been so nice. And now I feel like I know you even better. And that's great. <laughs> Yay. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm glad we were able to catch up and reconnect, um, of course, with people listening. <laughs> yes. Which is how it should always be. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I'm glad we were able to take this time in our days and in our schedules to just chat and yeah, catch up on our lives and kind of learn more about each other. Cause yeah, we weren't, we weren't that close back in college um, just because we just had those mutual friends, but it's Mm -hmm. nice to be able to learn more about the people you meet. Exactly. I love it. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been so nice. Yes. Um, Would you like to shout anything out or any final remarks um, before we fully close it out? Yeah, so we just like talked about my photography and my writing and all the things that I do. So if anybody wants to check that out, you can find it at rosaarmanderas.com. And my Instagram, if anybody wants to creep on that, it is <laughs> rosa underscore armanderas. Um, and yeah, I think just the biggest takeaway from this year has been to take the time for yourself and like enjoy the moments and try to make happiness your purpose in life um and not get so caught up in like a bigger a bigger goal that you like miss the little moments and just be nice to people and don't be racist oh my gosh no um beautifully said i'll but still cannot talk bob sorry (laughs) 
Um, all of Rosa's links will be in the podcast description. So you guys can follow her. Y'all can check out her website. Y'all can check out her portfolio for her acting and her writing and her photography, like everything about Rosa. I will have it linked in the podcast description. Um, as usual, you guys can listen to the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast. It's available on basically almost, I think all podcast platforms, Um, If not, it'll probably be there eventually. You can follow me at Curly Headed Cutie Eileen on Instagram and pretty much everywhere else except Twitter is CHC Eileen. And then I'm work. Hopefully by the time this episode is out, my vlogs will from Canada will be starting to come out. So fingers crossed I can make it to that deadline that I'm officially giving myself. You um, will manifesting <laughs> it for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm manifesting that they will be out by the point you guys are listening to this. Um, if I would love to hear audience stories about their adulting moments or just any other fun things you would like to share and hear my thoughts on or our guest thoughts on on the podcast, definitely send those to the email in the podcast description or send those to my DMs. Like they are open and ready for all stories to be told. Other than that, I believe that is everything for this episode. Thank you guys for joining and listening. And we'll talk to you guys on the next one. Bye.